It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Huh. Uh, somber hello out there to everyone in, in Clipper Nation. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're coming at you after the 10 a.m. loss of game six, uh, 98-111. Your Clippers <sighs> fall to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in case you didn't know, we're locked on Clippers. We're coming at you five days a week with Clippers news. If you're tuning in today to for, for the first time to hear what we think about the Clippers loss, <laughs> uh, be prepared for some doom and gloom. Yeah, welcome uh, to the new listeners. Uh, I, as always, it's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I'm trying my best to be positive, Chuck Lockler. And we're joined by very special guest, uh, Mr. Carl Hart. The Undertaker. Uh, Anyways, we're going to be recapping that game today. We're going to be kicking things off with what we didn't like. Uh, There are some issues, some kind of ongoing things that we've been discussing throughout this playoff run, throughout this season. Uh, So we're going to get into those. And then we're going to try to gleam a few things that we did actually like from this game, mostly some great offensive performances from Kawhi and Paul George. We're also going to talk about looking ahead, what we need to do to win this game seven and hopefully get out of this series. And then in shadings, we're going to talk a little bit about, we, we talked on, we touched on this last episode, but we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Trez contract and what that re-signing could look like in free agency, as well as Rockets potential new head coach. Uh, So all that and more coming up right about now. Yes. So also, if you didn't know, this is a rock auto podcast. If you go to rockauto.com, tell them locked on Clippers sent you in their uh, little suggestion box. So the Clippers lost uh, 98-111 to the Nuggets. How are we just, Carl, how are you feeling? You said you wanted to come on and vent. Just real quick, get it off your chest. We're in the what we didn't like segment. Let's start us off with what we didn't like. Well, here's what I didn't like. I didn't like the whole game. Uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the first half. Oh, it was great. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. And then I, I really, really, really hated the second half. And it was, you know, I, I get frustrated. I know a lot of the listeners uh, don't like that I don't watch the game, but this is why. I have to turn them off because it – and I, I was flipping back and forth between an NFL game that I didn't care about. Who was it? Minnesota and Green Bay. I don't care about either of those teams. Minnesota. But I 
I just I couldn't watch and I and it's like why does this start to happen? It, it was almost like a mirror game of game five. It was the exact same thing. We saw Trez too long, like it was deja vu. And it, it why is why is Doc doing this? Like and, <laughs> and it ain't just Doc, it you know, okay, let's let's get one thing out from the beginning. Refereeing in the playoffs is horrible. And yeah. I just would love for our superstar. We have Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best player in the league, if not top three, you know. Why can't he get calls down the stretch? Like, why why can't he? But but that we can't blame that. We can't blame the loss on that. I'm not blaming the loss on that. Mm-hmm. I you know, man, I have been a fan of this team for a real long time. And until I mean dur- during the Lob City years, it was it was awful, and <laughs> these 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 type of collapses were awful. But you just felt that this time it wasn't going to be like that. Agreed. And yes. it's turning into the exact same thing. There's and no fight. There's no fight in the second half, and it's so frustrating to be a fan of this team. It's the most frustrating thing because it's like, how can we have a completely different group of guys do the exact same thing? Five years apart. Not a totally completely different group. There's, who one, was per- there? There's one person who's been there the whole time. Is Chris Kamen still hiding on our bench? Doc, I'm, I'm saying Doc Rivers. Oh, Doc Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean, I don't know if you guys are even allowed to say this on this podcast. And no, this isn't a, a Clippers sponsored podcast. Not a, not even close. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was at, I was at, I'm a former employee of the Clippers. Our show has been our show Overtime Live has been canceled. Damn shame. Uh, it's been me too. No, I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> we, like, I can say this now because I couldn't say it on, on that show. Yeah. But if we don't make it out of this series, knock on, knock on all the wood that's still standing in California, it, Doc, has, he's got to go. Couldn't agree more. He's got to go. So, yeah, I, I mean, on the Doc thing, like, Yes, there's there's clearly issues there. I would be very surprised if, given just the situation surrounding this year, uh, the team felt fully confident in, in making a decision like that, even though I, I'm with you and, and I think that it is something that should happen. But this game, for me, uh, while rotations didn't help, um, there was just a lot going on. Like I, I thought the offense uh, that the Clippers displayed in that second half was truly awful. And that, to me, wasn't just a doc thing. Um, we only scored 35 points in this second half. And while you can put – while you can definitely put some of that on what the rotations were, um, some of it is just the ball not moving, guys settling for shots, guys hunting for contact and not getting it and putting up bad shots. Um, and, then, and then a lot of times, like, I, I just feel like we're failing to make adjustments that, that Denver has made defensively. Um, you know, we're still charging in the paint with three defenders in front of the rim, uh, three big defenders at that, uh, they've chased us off the line really effectively. We only attempted 27 threes, uh, in this entire game, which even in the playoffs would be the worst uh, amount of attempts of any team, uh, as a, as an average. So I, I don't know, like this one to me, isn't solely on doc. Uh, I, I don't really feel like the will to win this game, the will to pull this one out was there. 
Yeah, I mean, we missed so many. Like, Mook was one for five. Zoo played good defensively, but was one for six offensively. We praise Zoo a lot. I mean, a lot of people do. And he looks better defensively against Jokic, but also if he's going one for six, it's difficult. You know, he had 12 boards. Fantastic. We very much needed them. But the offense has to be there. Sham only got three attempts. Pat Bev only got two and also fouled out and doesn't necessarily look like he's ready for big minutes yet based on him fouling out and those two texts the other day. Like, he's still getting ramped up. Like, there's still so many things that are, like, getting worked on. Like, I feel like we're, like, building the race car right before the race is about to start and we're still trying to find, like, these extra, like, extra fuel or something like that. And I just don't get how many times we have to watch this team do exactly what they did in game five and game six. Like what there, and like the rotations, there are some things that need to be changed. Like doc said in the post game press, he didn't think either of the fives were very effective from a plus minus perspective, which makes absolutely no sense. Cause if you look at the plus minuses, zoo was plus 11 and Trez was minus 19. Like, I don't understand why this adjustment is. And it's like you said, it's not the biggest thing, but what has to happen for Trez to stop getting minutes against like, like, what the hell truly has to happen? Zoog just got to play harder, maybe. Like, I, I understand you saying it doesn't make any sense from a plus-minus standpoint, but when you watch Zubak play, like, when I, just, just from a visual, just looking at it, it's like, man, this dude is getting his, he's getting his ass eaten out. <laughs> like, and not in the good way. <laughs> like, he's just yeah, getting still work, Jokic. man. Like, Jokic is going to work anybody – and it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just so – the Trez thing's been an issue all year. He's great offensively, but – Hasn't know, been, though, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs, it's just not there. Like tonight – today he had one rebound, four shot attempts, two turnovers in 15 minutes. That's such a net negative. It's so bad. He can't find the open guy. He's the one who crashes into three defenders all the time. Um I just feel like a broken record. Like this has been every game against elite bigs. This has been an issue. Yeah. And I mean, just the, I I didn't think like rebounding as from a team standpoint was really that effective. Uh, And and that to me is effort-based. You know, we, we did uh, beat them in steals. I think we had, we finished as a team with 10 steals uh, and we were able to, score a couple more points off turnovers than they were. I believe we gave up 14 points off turnovers to their 17, something like that. Like, but in these margins that are so slim, uh, a rotation of, of just even a few minutes, that's that much of a net negative is going to kill you. Um, and it's not just the actual minutes on, on the floor, right? Like that's, that's definitely one aspect of it. But, but the other thing is you give this team that, that already has come back uh, from a three, one lead, uh, uh, sort of momentum. And I think that that's really clear uh, to see on the court. You see the Nuggets building this momentum and playing this way. And I, I, to me, that's like part of the thing that makes it just so difficult to watch. It's just the same thing that we've seen again and again. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's, it, we're trying the same thing and, and expecting a different result. And I just, I don't truly think that that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, man, I don't have like, we, it's all season from every collapse that we've had this whole year. I think just too much pressure was put on us from the beginning and, and we weren't like able to understand. I'm talking about from a fan standpoint, not from a, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think in those early episodes, I still was like, I'm not crowning us. I'm not crowning us. It's too hard to crown this team. 
Yeah, it was, and it was, and 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 I and I was saying that from the beginning. I was very happy that we signed Kawhi and and PG, and very happy with the team. But it just catapulted us into a position that we're just not used to being in. Yeah, like even with the Lob City teams, we still were like, like we were like, do we ever come out of the West at one at a one seat? No. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like we were always like still like kind of middle of the road, like kind of where like. Uh, like kind of where Denver is now. Yeah. Yes. Denver and Houston and OKC. Like we were always in that zone. And I honestly thought that's where we were going to be this year. That's what I, that was my prediction. I said, we we're going to finish in fourth mm-hmm. and we ended up finishing in second. And our defense is elite. Can be elite. It can be. And today was just like, what I saw out there was our experience and skill got us a 16-point lead in the first half. And resting on our laurels and playing against a young, hungry team who really wants this series, who really wants to go get swept by the Lakers. (laughs) They they just wanted it more. And they've wanted it more the past two games. And that sounds like a shot at them. And it kind of is, but I can't really take no real shot because they, they beat us. Twice exactly. in a row. They firmly they beat us. And we part of it is us giving away, but you're right. They look – I mean, it's so crazy to see momentum swing in the bubble where there's no fans. And you watch it happen with the players on the court and the bench, and it's just so evident. It's just so clear who has it. I hate Gary Harris. <laughs> I hate his face. <laughs> I don't uh, like Michael Porter Jr. I don't know. I don't think anyone outside of Denver does. Um, man, all right, coming up. We're going to be talking about the few things that we liked, which also is going to tie into things we didn't like. But, hey, we got to give a shout-out to Roman. Uh, it's an erectile dysfunction medicine. If you came out limp like the Clippers did uh, in this third quarter, check out Roman. With Roman, it's easy to talk about ED with a real healthcare professional who can provide real medicine. Uh, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation uh, and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with that two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Uh, getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman, so you can tackle erectile dysfunction all you want. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. One more time, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is Jake from LockedOn. LockedOn has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Okay. So we're back with segment two uh, of that loss to the Denver Nuggets game six. And before we get into a couple of things we did like, I do just got to say up top because we didn't quite touch on it in the, in the last segment enough, but I do also give a lot of credit to the Denver Nuggets. Like we talked about them. They, they are playing very hard for offensively. Sure. They've sure. looked great. They've made incredible adjustments defensively, you know, chasing the Clippers off that three point line, uh, giving really aggressive doubles to, uh, to Kawhi or Paul George, whoever has the ball. Uh, and and doing a good job trying to mitigate that paint scoring that the Clippers were really able to exploit in that game one. Yeah, and that's the thing that's been frustrating too is that I think we're seeing we're seeing another we're we're seeing another team make adjustments right, and we're just mm-hmm. sitting here while we don't, and it's just like awesome. <laughs> like, um, but what we did like in this game was, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George continue to look good on the offensive end. Kawhi had twenty five eight and five. PG had 33, six, five steals. Like we're, we've wasted two fantastic performances from these guys. And I, and I hate to kind of look at it in the giant picture, but that is not the showing you want in the first year that everyone's together with this, with these guys. Like we can't be doing this. Like, Oh God, I know this is what we liked, but it was frustrating to watch these performances get wasted. Um, but I'm happy they're happening. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, if you look back to that first half, really the, the the first half of both of these last two games, you know, the things that we've done well are, you know, played with played with pace, really not allowed that that Denver defense to get set. Uh, we've done a really good job creating offense off of our defense when we're playing hard, when we're creating those turnovers. Uh, it, you know, it leads to e- e- much easier buckets. Um, and, you know, while Kawhi and Paul George uh, have been able to, you know, stay consistent and, and play well offensively. We've been somewhat limited in what we thought we were going to get from this bench. Uh, however, what I did like in this game was, you know, Lou Williams and, and Jamichael Green yeah. both had some solid offensive play. Uh, Lou was five of 11. He had 14, two and one added two steals. Uh, Jamichael was also great in this one. He was five of eight from the floor. He finished with 11, two and two. Um, so I, 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 you know, not to jump completely out of, you know, what we liked into what we needed to do for this next game, but I, I think it's pretty clear anytime zoo isn't on the floor, we need to just be going with a five out, uh, sort of lineup and, and, and looking to capitalize on all those things, looking to capitalize on the pace, looking to generate turnovers. Uh, and, and we need the shooting on the floor. We need the space, especially if they're going to continue to, to really aggressively trap. Uh, the ball handlers in this one. And, and we need more off ball movement, which we're just not seeing. There's too many times where we're like, and I realize that playoff offense, you know, gets different. It looks different, but too many times we're running into like almost rocket style isolations where we got four guys standing around and a ball handler doubled. Uh, and it's, it's very difficult to make things happen in those types of scenarios. Also, and this may just be a person with, listen, not only am I 31, so I haven't played competitive <laughs> basketball in about 10 years. I played high school at a high level. I played college at a high level. We were always taught from the very beginning, when the shot goes up, you crash the boards. Yep. There are four Denver Nuggets on the defensive rebound. When we are missing, yeah. keep in mind, in that third quarter, in that fourth quarter, we couldn't hit a brick wall. Not at all. 
and nobody's rebounding. We got no, and it was like, it's like not even Zoo is down there. And if Zoo is down there, they just pushing him. Yeah, he's not getting any calls. He's getting bodied, like pushed out of the paint every single time. Same thing happened in the Mavs series. It's it's like, it, it it's like he's seven foot, one hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like me if I was seven feet tall in the same body. Um, well, Kawhi said in his post game presser that one of the things they can do better in Game Seven is don't be lazy on defense. That's a direct quote from Kawhi, which I think is kind of like that's his, you know quote-unquote, in your face as you're going to get from Kawhi, I think, in a post-game press answer, right? I felt like yeah, our defensive... Yeah, it's very telling. But did, did y'all not feel like the defensive intensity stayed good as long as it could? Like, Jokic hit a shot in PG's face. You know, PG in his bag when a player's dotting his eye. Yeah. But right. <laughs> he, he... That's a shot that you can't defend. For sure. And, and PG's got a, what, 7-1 wingspan? Yeah. And he, he did the best defense he could. Jokic hit that that old man at LA Fitness wearing jeans and boots <laughs> and a and a safety vest because he just got off work. And then you you learn after after the game is over, after he cooked, you'd be like, Man, what's your history? Uh, you know, I played four years at Iona and then went over to Italy. <laughs> You're like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's why you cooking in in uh cat boots yeah. and a hard hat. And a cigarette in your mouth. You're not supposed to, you're not allowed to smoke in here either. It's a, it's a public <laughs> gymnasium. You're not allowed to so smoke I, in here. I think that we did see that defensive intensity at times. And like, you're absolutely right, Carl. Those, those shots where you've got, where you're there to contest in time, you have a hand in the face and they happen to hit those shots. Hey man, uh, you know, you did the best you could. I, I think though the combination of obviously those guys making some tough shots. And then I do think that there were some lapses, uh, notably in, in certain lineups, uh, on the floor, that that the, like the combination of those two things, it, it's going to offset even those really really good defensive efforts. Yeah, and I I agree with what you said, Lou or Will about the the five out lineup. Is like Trez's minutes, he needs to be played maybe when we're only up by twenty plus to really exacerbate it, I guess. Um, but it has to be five out. Like Jamichael's contributing every single game. He contributed in game five. Every game he plays, he makes the case for more minutes. He was the third leading scorer on the team in the regular season. He's getting seven minutes a game in the playoffs. Like, and this is, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just not, now that we have to go to a game seven, we have to figure this shit out now. Like, it is now that this needs to be figured out. I've kind of been, I feel like I've been kind of lax in saying we have time, we have time, we have time. The runway's no longer here. No. Like, it's gone. We're at the end. We're at the end of the road. We this gotta is figure this us. shit out. We are the underdog now. We wanted to be the underdog all year. Well, now we are. We're, fight, <laughs> we're fighting for our lives now. And, and maybe, this is, maybe this is our fault. Maybe this is our fault for having that mentality the whole year. It's our fault for having the, uh, this, is, this is, you know, metaphysical. But maybe, like, we, <laughs> like, we, maybe it's our fault for having the underdog mentality all year and not embracing the fact that we were a top three team in the NBA. And now, now that the Bucks have proven useless, top two and <laughs> like it we, we we had this mentality all year and now we're finally in this situation and how are we going to come out because after we'll after, out. after last after the last loss i didn't hit you up charles because i was just like you know what there's no need to talk about it now we'll get it in game yeah <laughs> yeah and then we didn't get it in game six and now it's like oh. And fans, y'all get mad that I don't watch the games? Boy, you, you, you think I'm watching game seven? 
I'm throwing my TV out my window. <laughs> right at tip off. You're gonna have tip off and hurl it right when we lose the tip. I'm I'm not I'm not watching that game at all, except for every time I turn to that channel and punch myself in the face. I because I'm I'm just so upset. But also it's like I how upset can we be? And this is what I, I was talking to because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of, you know, the people that Laker fans hate, mm-hmm. LA transplants who come to Los Angeles and begin rooting for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them... Shout out to us. Yeah, yeah, but a <laughs> lot of them, but at least... So who were you a fan of before, Charles? You were a Sonics fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I was in Montana. Yeah, it was it was Sonics, and then I just hated the OKC Thunder. Yeah, so, like, you get a pass. <laughs> Will, you didn't like basketball before you came here, right? <laughs> no, I, I was a I was a mellow Nuggets fan, uh, which was also just, you know, disappointment upon disappointment. Yeah. So with with those things being said, I, I'm in this chat and my buddy, I'm not gonna name him because everybody knows him. But Will uh, Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> All right, you had to say it. I told you I wasn't gonna name him. But the Fresh Prince of Bel Air who moved to Los Angeles, who moved to Bel Air, people don't know that he became a Clippers fan. Uh Actually, there's a the, side note. There's an episode of Fresh Prince where they have like this ghetto Santa who's wearing a full Clippers. Uh, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, but but you guys got to go back and find that. But they're all like, nah, I think I'm done. I'm done. This is I making hate, this is yeah. This is frustrating me. And also on top of that, these guys are Boston fans. You can't leave. These <laughs> these guys are these guys are Boston fans, and so they are. Leaving the Clippers at this point to go root for their team who is now in the Eastern Conference Finals. Must be nice, you know. Some of us, this is all we got. Over yeah. Here. It, for me, this is all I got. Yeah. I can't root for LeBron no more. Yeah. He went to the enemy. <laughs> that is very true. All he had to do was go to the Sacramento Kings, and I would also be like, all right, man, well, Kings, <laughs> go Kings in the finals. <laughs> oh, man. If only. Um, let us know your thoughts at Locked on Clips about how this game went. Coming up, we're going to be just quick talking. Uh, Rockets are targeting Lou and trying to get hyped as we can for game seven on Tuesday. But first, Will, talk to me about uh, nutrition and how I can find it. Uh, the best way to find nutrition is in Built Bar. The Hell new yeah. Built Bar is improved and even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. The bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, Great for the keto diet. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all caps, one word, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. One more time, promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, so we are back with shavings. Uh, we talked about last week. We talked about uh, Carl re-signing Trez. After these playoffs, do you still do you think Trez is going to be worth maybe what he's going to be wanting in free agency, or do you think we should cut ties? Not after these playoffs. Not after he's won that award. Saying like, I love Trez, but he has not shown up this series. 
This series, he's not shown up. That is he fair. Had, did he have? Did he have one like fourteen point game? Is that is that been his best game? I think it was. Yeah, something like that. It was like that third game he was back. Um, he looked a little more energetic and ramped up in that one. But uh, I mean, yeah. Since then, it's like if we can't play him in the playoffs, what's the point of paying him seventeen plus million a year? Which is yeah. what I'm assuming he's gonna, you know, be offered from other teams, right? Yeah, let him go get that shit in Charlotte. Let him go. Like, I love him. And I'd love for him to stay, and I'm sure, like, Lou don't want him to leave and things like that, but I'm in – I'm past panic mode. I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> because, honestly, man, like, straight up, like, I've been a fan of this team for a long – of course, I want us to win the championship, but I don't want another second round out. No, I God, don't want no. It. Not like this. Not with this team. Bro, if we went to the Western Conference Finals and got swept, it would be embarrassing because we got to deal with Laker fans. Yeah. But – we went to a Western Conference Finals. Yeah. At least we made it to the Western Conference Final. Yeah. How bleak is that? That we that that's all I want <laughs> out of my team. Just it's just the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Just to go to the dance before the real dance. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. So how can we like this is kind of you know existential too? How can we try and get our minds right for Game Seven Tuesday at six p.m. Watch football all day today. <laughs> <laughs> Have sex. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, stay off yes. Twitter. Please stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitter. Uh, beat your meats. Uh, clap some cheeks. You're going, yeah, I like how you're going. You're feeding the, the id, I believe it is. Uh, get, get, get your cheeks though. clapped if that's, if that's what you're into. <laughs> I Ain't no discrimination over here. No, no, no. This is locked on. Do whatever you want. Um, Do whatever you want. But game seven, like, what does Doc even say to the guy? Like, I'm so nervous for Tuesday. Like, I'm dreading Tuesday. I'm going to watch the full game. Um, but I'm terrified. Will, what's your what's your fun check at? Let's do a real quick Updike fun check. Oh, it's non-existent. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not having fun watching this team. Uh, these last two games have, have been pretty abysmal, uh, and I don't want to get too negative because, you know, I am still a fan of the team. I, they clearly have the talent on the floor, uh, and we've seen the execution that, you know, they should be able to, to, to get out of a game seven. Uh, you know, with relative ease, to be honest, like if we're playing at the level that we know that we're capable of and, and, and executing at that high level, but yeah, I am not having fun watching this team. Um, no. I, I gotta be honest. It's not fun at all. It's not fun. I've been, I've been a fan of the team for a long time. It, 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 it was a sense of pride for me, even though it wasn't much to be prideful for. For sure. Um, it felt good to be. I, you know, I did it in defiance when I first got here. I've told the yeah, story you're a, rebel. a million times. I was like, I'm going to root for this team because it's going to be so sweet the one day that they win. And to, to still not have that at this point. But I'm, I'm too deep in now, man. Yeah, you like, can't, oh, you're a lifer. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a lifer. I like the Pelicans. Uh, I'm not going to go for Pelicans because I still live in Los Angeles. So it's too yeah. hard to not rep being for here. Sure. If I move to New Orleans tomorrow... I can't, I, I can't lie and say I wouldn't go full time. <laughs> I can't, like, I, I, I would just be like, you know what? I'm just, I, I don't have to think about that team anymore. Like, gonna, but I, put I that love that torture relationship man. behind you. Yeah. Put that torture relationship behind walking me. And up, walking up those stairs into 2021, leaving all that clipper shit behind. Um, yeah. And then real quick, uh, last thing, Ty Lue is going to be heavily targeted by the Rockets. I don't want Ty Lue to go anywhere other than the Pacers or the Thunder. Because I want him to be in a good environment. I don't want him to have to coach the Rockets or the 76ers. That seems horrible. 
Yeah, neither team is like from a roster standpoint really set up to win. I, I got to be honest too, and, and this is super selfish. I, I'm going to miss having uh, ha- having him on the bench. We we just need other people that can get Doc's ear to tell so, Doc what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and the Rockets are targeting Sam Cassell, not Ty Lue. Sorry, Sam Cassell. That's my bad. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Let's hope something good happens. Carl, anything you would like to end on, real quick? Look, man. After as bleak as I've talked this whole time, I still love the team. I'm still very proud of the team. I'm still happy to have something to represent. Uh, I still got way too many t-shirts, jerseys, hats, shorts, <laughs> warm-up shirts, socks, uh, red and white and blue Air Force Ones. I'm a root for the team forever. And I, I, I think we can pull it off. Noah Eagle likes to mention the 2008 Celtics, also coached by Doug Rivers, who went to seven, I believe, in the first round and the second round. Mm-hmm. And they still pulled out a championship. And it's doable. I think now that it, win or go home situation, I believe in these guys. I'm going to keep believing in them. Don't get too sad, y'all. The world is bleak right now. Just go outside. Kawhi's been here before, too. Kawhi's, Kawhi's been here before. Kawhi was in the seven-round game last year at this same time against a better team. And so let's – uh. Don't everybody go outside, take one big deep breath, pass out, and wake up on Tuesday. Oh, that's a that's a great note to end it on. That's elite advice. Uh, yeah. Tuesday's episode, we're gonna have a preview of that game seven. And oh man, is this going to be a tense uh, day? Twitter Tuesday, so send us your questions. Maybe those will come after the game, depending on what the hell happens. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, all those fantastic places. Will should they leave a review if they check it out? Yeah, leave a rating or review. Uh, we'd love it. Subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, check us out. Check us out. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. Uh, we've been joined by the illustrious. Me, the Undertaker. <laughs> but I'm about to write uh, us on the dead on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I, of course, am William, the Opinion Updike. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.